Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays, a podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle and relationships with a splash of controversy. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. And uh, this is going to be our last episode in 2021. Yes, it is. It's been an interesting year. It fucking has, especially the latter part of it. It yeah. like uh, really took off for us in certain aspects. So yeah. I'm pretty happy about that. And uh, let's cheers for tonight. Cheers to you. And cheers to everybody that's listening us, listening to us or watching us. I hope that you are looking to bring your new year in fabulously. Cheers to that. Much better. Than, Ooh. than yesterday's wine. Uh, yeah, so we're actually trying out some new white wines. We don't want to give the names yet. We can give the reason, though. Yes, we can give the reason. Um, and region. It is, huh? Region. Oh, the region. I thought you said the reason. <laughs> what was the reason? Uh, but it, there's also a reason why we're trying out new wines. Yeah. It's because the wine that we like so much is not cheap. Yeah, no, and every time like we get it, we like will... We'll drink like two bottles. Yeah. Easy. And then we're and like, so Fuck. it's like, you know. Um, and you know what? You know, so I tend to do this, right? When mm-hmm. I find an alcohol or drink that I like, mm-hmm. um, at some point it becomes popular and the price goes up. Yeah. And then so what I'll end up Fucking doing. Fucking inflation. Yeah. So what I'll end up doing is then I'll end up, you know, shopping around for something similar with similar notes that is not too popular where the price is reasonable. Because that's, you know, that happened to Clase Azul. You yeah. Know, like I used to love, I mean, I still do love it, but I don't drink it as much. Because I remember when I was getting it, it was like $70 a bottle. Now the price has doubled. Yeah, that's the same thing with Casamigos. I remember when I went to Miami, they wanted $70 for a bottle of Casamigos. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so. Fucking pay no $70 for no Casamigos when I used to pay twenty nine ninety nine for it. Yeah. We going to drink this other shit, this other silver shit that tasted <laughs> just as good. Yeah, and I love some tequila. So, you know, I've been on the hunt and, you know, I found a few bottles that are pretty similar to the class of so yeah so that's why we're trying out some new white wines um <clears throat> ones that are a little less expensive and um that have the same kind of notes so that's why we don't want to name drop just yeah. yet i don't you know what i don't mind paying for something that you know that's a little pricey but mm-hmm. i don't like overpaying you know what i mean and that yeah. was that was the case with the class of Azul. yeah you know, like it was one price at one point and it was a great price for the bottle but then it just you know demands came in the price skyrocketed and yeah. to me i was just overpaying and i don't like that yeah we're not trying to do raping your yeah. records out in this yeah. bitch yeah no nah, i'm gonna just tell that. you right now i'm feeling a little i'm feeling a little on a level today Eva. yeah why is that i don't know i guess maybe because we're about to celebrate the new year yeah and um our son asked me today if i was like looking forward to the new year and i said to him that I don't necessarily like celebrate the new year because like i'm like new year new me i'm just um i'm constantly like trying to evolve myself throughout the year mm-hmm. but i am looking forward to ringing in the new year with my family yeah. you've had some great growth throughout the year uh yeah for sure yeah uh I- in a lot of different areas yeah i mean you you've definitely been actively growing yourself yeah like with full intention like it's been yeah. a mission to do that you know some people they kind of like go about life and they they grow at certain things, you know, and they don't really, I mean, they grow at them because there's a little bit of passion, but they're not like hardcore about yeah. it, you know, and like you've really like been, yeah. you know, 10 toes down, you know, like in it. Yeah. Like when they tell you yoga, like put your toes <laughs> into the ground yeah. and put your fingers into yeah. the ground and uh, let's get with it. 
But uh, interestingly that you say that because tonight we're going to be talking about goals and commitments. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in the new year will make a new year's resolution or several rather. And um, so we want to talk about, you know, why is it that people either succeed or fail at commitment when it comes to a goal? And um, from a little bit of research, it's come to my attention that only 8% of the people of in the America are able to stay, to stay actively trying to achieve their goal mm. or their resolution, mm -hmm. however how it is that you want to put it. You know, an 8% is obviously on the lower scale of how people can commit. So I wanted to get into... What's what I'm looking for? I wanted to get into like why it is such a low scale. Like what are, what are the like what are the hurdles that people are experiencing mm -hmm. that will either place in front of them based on because of life or like their own. They're like, what is that? They, they become their own demise. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's primarily the reason why, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of New Year's resolutions don't pan out. Yeah. You know, people shoot themselves in the foot. Well, I would like to say that I think that um, the world that we have built is designed to easily make you self, self uh, easily make you shoot yourself in the foot. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know, I mean, I can see how a lot, a lot of people um, want to want to change things in their life, but the one thing that a lot of people struggle with is extra time. Yeah. You know, people are strapped with time. And when it comes to, you know, setting a goal for a New Year's resolution, that takes time and effort in mm -hmm. itself, you know. And it's hard for people sometimes to find the time to dedicate to themselves because they're so committed to so many other things around them, so mm -hmm. many responsibilities. So that right there is like, I want to say the the major hurdle of, of yeah. you know, getting to where you need to get. Well, um, when I say that, I feel like this country is built for people to fail. Mm. One of the examples that like I immediately think about is when a person chooses to make the commitment to a healthier lifestyle. Uh, because you and I know that that is going to be a big one for a yeah. lot of people. And I say in 2022 because, listen, let's be real. 2021 and 2020, people were just trying to fucking survive, Okay. So I don't know if there was a lot of goals or resolutions being being put out there. But in 2022, I think a lot of people are like, listen, the last two years, we've been really like just trying to get by and like not get COVID and fucking die. So let's maybe focus on fitness or healthier lifestyle or, you know, whatever genre of that you want to kind of like dip your toe in. Mm -hmm. And um, when I think about it, Think about when you drive down like a main highway in your town. Mm -hmm. What do you see? Stores and just a downtown area. Like, like a downtown area. Yeah. Like what I expect to see. Yeah. So what I think about is like when we went camping, right? And we were on the, we were on like the major highway for a while. And then we got off, like we exited. And then we went into like the downtown area of mm -hmm. that town. What was like the first thing that you saw when we went into that downtown area? Fast food. That, over. that is fucking everywhere. Oh, so that's what you, that's what, yeah. that's what, that, what excuse me, that's, that's what, what you're at. referring to when yeah. you're talking about that we're set to, we're set up to fail. Yeah, we are set up to fail at every fucking 
at every everywhere you look in in America, yeah, there is fast food. There yeah. is unhealthy choices at the at like at within an arm's reach. Mm-hmm. So I know how hard it is for someone to walk into a mall, drive into a downtown area, go to the city or um go to places that are heavily populated, maybe where you're looking for some sort of entertainment or you're looking to go out to dinner. It is so easy to make the wrong choices. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a, there's a double-edged sword to that because okay. not only are these businesses set up in a way where they sabotage someone's health but i I feel like us as consumers we want things fast as well yeah you know i don't feel like i feel like that if consumers wouldn't mind going to a place and waiting 30 minutes Mm -hmm. for for a meal to be prepared fresh Mm -hmm. you know would that actually be a business would people have the patience and the time to st- stand there and wait for something that's a little bit more of a healthy alternative, or does the does the high demand for productivity in life leave mm-hmm. such a small window for oneself and one's you know personal time mm-hmm. that when it comes to eating, the fast food choice is just something that fits, you know? So yeah. you just kind of plug it in. I do think though that there are businesses that are in the fast food category that still can give you a healthier option. Yeah. And you and I have eaten and continue to eat from these establishments regularly. Yes, correct. But those are still the pricier options. Correct. So when it comes to the fast food, not only is it quick, but mm-hmm. it's cheaper as well. So I think that those two things play hand in hand when it comes to convenience mm-hmm. and price point, you know, and busy lifestyles. But that's but that is like my that is like like my ultimate point is mm-hmm. that we are set up to fail. Yeah. You know, when you make things fast, cheap, and fucking easy, people are going to flock to that we shit. Dem- but we are the consumers. We demand it, right? I understand So, like, that. without the consumer, there isn't a business. You know, yes, fine. If you build it, they will come. But if they don't come, mm-hmm. then it fails. But that was my initial point. I said the, um, the, the world that we built. Right. So, well, yes. we... we when you initially said we shoot ourselves in the foot, mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but we built it so that we wind up doing that to ourselves. So it's it's a vicious cycle is what it is. So you have to find a way to break that cycle. So when you set a goal or New Year's resolution, I think that sometimes people are not realistic about their life and how their life runs on a day-to-day in order for them to to set realistic goals because, um, you know, I have friends, I have family, I have acquaintances, I have coworkers that I've heard several people set goals. And based on my own experience of setting fitness goals, of setting healthier lifestyle food goals, of setting, you know, more disciplined goals as far as like um, giving myself constant, you know, self-education, you know, looking into new areas of... Um, mental health i try to give people advice and it seems to me sometimes that um people like to dream and i think that that's part of their own demise and it's beautiful to dream and want like you know what you see you know the gold at the end of the rainbow but that's not realistic 
So I think sometimes people forget all of the responsibilities that they have in their day-to-day life when they try to implement these these new goals or these new resolutions. And that is why only 8% of the population will succeed because they're, I feel like the people who say, okay, this is the life that I live. How can I implement this goal? In addition to that, um, there has to be I feel like the goals have to be at a micro level, not a macro level. Mm-hmm. And um, I speak from experience. And when I first decided that I was going to commit myself to a healthier lifestyle, and that was encompass of. I'm sorry. When you said you were going to commit yourself, it just sounded like <laughs> for for a brief moment. It Maybe that like too. That's where the conversation was going. Yeah. No. When I decided I was going to commit myself to a healthier <laughs> lifestyle not commit myself to a facility, which maybe I should have at some point in my life. Well, I think what you, you should have said was when you decided to commit yourself to a healthier lifestyle. Is that not what I said? I don't know. I think I think not, but... That's fine. And yeah. you know what? I'm so happy that you caught <laughs> me on that. But when I decided to make that commitment, mm. <laughs> okay? There we go. Yeah. When That's, I decided to make a, that yeah. commitment, I said to myself, what does my life look like? I have a husband, I have a household, I have a career that I still need to be able to manage at a level that is suffice for me because everybody has different levels mm-hmm. of the way that of what they think is is suffice for them. You know, like how they like to run their household, how they like to like participate in their marriage, how like, like they like to take care of their children. That's different for everybody. So I said to myself, what is okay for Gina? Mm-hmm. And once I... I decided what that was. I then said, how now can I fit in this goal that I want? And what I decided was I needed to do it at a micro level. So what I did was I implemented fitness and food separately. I attacked the food first. I was like, okay, I just, I'm just going to focus on having a healthier lifestyle when it comes to the food. I did that for quite a while mm-hmm. before i then said okay now i'm gonna tackle the fitness part of it yeah well i mean that was the smart way to go about it for sure but that smart way came from several failures so i feel like that's why i say i speak from experience yeah yeah I, well you know that's the beautiful thing about changing a lifestyle that it comes with trial and error it comes with you know dedication and you know and really almost like obsessing over the change Mm -hmm. and slowly kind of building this new behavior about yourself yeah that becomes a lifestyle and then you know the crazy thing is is that you know once you've gone through all of your all of your personal changes where you know you figured out what to do and what not to do and you finally kind of got a little bit of a stride going, you know, then someone sees you kind of in your stride and says, Hey, you know, how do you do it? And then you just say it. Yeah. (laughs) You just say it. Like it just rolls up. Oh, this is what I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I did this and I did that. And now I'm here. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that people have trouble accepting or even, you know, dealing with because, you know, you make it sound easy Mm -hmm. and then they don't realize that they have to go through their own, struggles and mistakes and learning who they are as a person and how those things you know how they respond to those things Uh, you know i remember when i decided to get healthier uh i was 
I don't know what happened. I was just going through a certain part of life where I was eating everything in sight. Mm-hmm. And I think I I put on like an extra 40 pounds. You know, I think I was mm-hmm. pretty overweight uh, for me. For me, I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, not saying that I was like huge, but for me, it was I was overweight. And I decided that I just had enough, you know, and then I had to like go through all of these understanding what foods, you know, sat well with me, you know, what worked with my schedule, you know, and that took a while, you know, before I found out the things that I liked and the things that I didn't like, the things that, you know, that other people said, oh, try this, this will work for you. And then I try it and I don't like it. Yeah. That reminds me of when you were like, Gina, just do intermittent fasting and drink this coffee. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Um, how about no? Yeah. How about if I don't eat for 12 hours and then drink a cup of coffee, I'm going to be like, you know, the old Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. cartoons when he drinks stuff and he's like, <laughs> he's yeah. like, okay, that's who I become. I watched you go through that journey. Yeah. I mean, listen, understand that the best version of yourself is once you've removed all the failed versions of yourself. Yeah. You know, you have to, it's, it's, you, it's like creating a software program or a video game. You know, you create the beta version and then you go and you find all the little bugs and you tweak them out and you you know you develop a you know a, a 1.0 version and then you test that out and see how that goes and you find all the torques and tweaks and you know tweaks and things about that come out with a new version and then you slowly build a newer version every single time and you got to test you got to you got to do a test run on each single version to see how that performs yeah. and when you, you know and find the things you don't like about it and then tweak that out and then build the best version of yourself and that that goes for anybody that's trying to make any change in their life, you know, for, to think that you're just going to do something and it's you're going to just do it. And the first time you're going to do it, it's going to go great. You're being naive. Um, when you say that, I immediately think about something that I heard more recently that like really made so much sense to me is like when you're chasing results instead of the habit, you're always going to be set up to fail. Right. Because if the results don't come immediately for you, because we have built a world where we are are looking for those immediate right. results and that immediate uh that instant gratification when we don't see that we don't feel that we will then just abandon ship mm-hmm. so you have to really chase the habit mm-hmm. or the lifestyle and again i can tell you from experience that i initially would was chasing uh, i was chasing you know like the look you know i want to look like this mm-hmm. i want to feel like this you know and then I, I realized that once I just really got addicted to the habit, because it happens. Oh, boy, does it happen. Yeah, once you start seeing the results, that's when the addiction kicks in. Yeah, but the addiction is good because it pushes me a lot of the times to push past those feelings of doubt. Yeah. Or the feelings of, um, what's the best way I could describe this? The fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. The days where I'm just like, ah, I don't want to do this, fuck it, you know? The consistency behind it right. is, I think, what is key. And I want to get into that a little bit later of, like, how being consistent can have you achieve your goal. But before I get there, I wanted to talk about some of the other ways that we are set up to fail. Mm-hmm. When I think about the dynamic of a household, whether you are single, married, or, you know, just maybe in a relationship, there are so many things that come into play when it comes to how you can achieve your goal. So I think about people, how much they work. Um, How long do they have to commute? 
what is their cost of living? Oh, excuse me. Um, are they in a single parent household? Are they in a, you know, or whatever that dynamic is, there's so many things that come into play. And those things take a huge part into your success or your failure. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was saying earlier that I think people really need to evaluate their overall livelihood and say, how can I fit this goal into that? And why I think that that's so important is because that will really determine your success or your failure for that goal. Because if you make your goal too, um, what's it like, I, I guess you could say like if it's too large to try to fit into your really tight knit schedule, yeah. it's, it's not going to happen for you. Cause you and I, we were talking, excuse me, we were talking the other day we were driving and I was like, you know, when I think about the average day of a person, just a 40 hour week person, right? Like you're working at a job, say you got a nine to five, you can even be single. So that's eight hours a day. That's dedicated to a job, just the job. And let's say that out of that eight hours a day that you're dedicating to a job, 30 minutes of that time is for you to commute to that job. Because on average, in the United States, a person is commuting about 27 minutes to their job each way. So that's right there, an additional hour on top of that eight hours. So now we're at nine hours. And to some people, that's, that's light, tra that's light Yo, travel. That's Gucci. <laughs> that's Gucci right okay? there. Okay. Because uh, once upon a time, my husband mm -hmm. was commuting an hour, hour and a half each way. More than when I was when I, when I was in. Um, <clears throat> yes, when you were working. When I was doing mortgages. Yes, almost two hours. Yeah. But on average, I'm just going to take the average number. 30 minutes. That's an additional hour on top of your eight hours. So now we're at nine hours. And let's say on average you are committing half an hour to get ready, which I think is on a low scale. Let's say 45 minutes. Now we have like another hour, hour and a half. So now we're at 10 hours, 10 hours and a half dedicated to your job. Let's round it up to 11 because nothing ever goes perfect. You right. got to fucking get to work with no traffic. You got to get ready in the morning with, without not being able to find a sock, get out the door, not forget. You. If it all goes, you know, let's right. say 11 hours. Now you have half of the day committed to a job. Let's build in children. Let's build in a husband or a wife. Let's build in bills, grocery shopping, all these other things that you now have to squeeze in this new goal. Mm -hmm. So that's why when, some, when someone says to me, yeah, in the new year, I want to lose weight. I want to eat healthier. I want to work out five days a week. I'm like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. You know what? But, though, you know, you have to. You have to. You have to take the time to care for yourself so many people get caught up in outwardly projecting all this energy to tend to things that are outside of who they are as a person mm -hmm. at a minimum you know they, you know they shop they you know they buy themselves clothes and you know hair makeup nails guys you know haircuts things of that nature um, but really not a lot of time goes into self-care and are you referring to like more internal self-care? Oh, yeah. Mental health care, physical health care. Because someone would consider hair and nails, haircut, uh, grooming, self-care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I just feel like that those things are those things are at they're very much at the surface mm -hmm. because they're visual because they're visual. 
mm-hmm. you know, and people have an appearance that they want to keep up. And so those are the easier things to do. Okay. Right? I get that. Those are the things that they, you know, at a minimum they can do and it won't take up too much time. You know, when we're talking about lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about that takes not only a lot of time, but it takes dedication and commitment and consistency. Yeah. I said we were going to get into that. Oh. No, I'm it's sorry. fine. No, keep No, we're there. <laughs> Um, and I just, you know, listening to what you were saying, um, I just, I couldn't help hearing, you know, this, you're adding all of these things into a person's life. And the one thing that I don't hear is them taking time for themselves, you know, and that's exactly how these things happen where people, you know, you know, five, six, seven years ride by and all of a sudden they take a look at themselves and they don't, you know, there's a part of them that they don't even know how they got there, Yeah. you know, because they haven't been tending to it. You know, they've been overlooking this part of their life and now it's a mess, you know. And so how do you backtrack? How do you reverse engineer that? Because that's exactly what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, a moment has to be taken to look into how did I get here? Yeah. You know, and then reverse engineer it. What I said to you earlier was it's like they almost have to rehab themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, and that's particularly how things go when it comes to you know being overweight you know the number one reason that most people are overweight is overeating Mm -hmm. you know so that has to be reverse engineered at some point there has to be less eating along with other things that has to happen i don't think there has to be less eating i would i would I would push back on you on that. It would have to be better eating. Well, it would have to be... When I say less eating, mm-hmm. okay, I don't want to get like too into it, but what I meant more like less of a caloric intake. Right? So, because that's what, that's, what, that's what weight is. It's a caloric surplus. You take in food, which is fuel. Mm-hmm. Your body, if you're, bo- if, if you're not active enough, where your body is in a, is in a calorie-burning mode, Mm-hmm. Then what you're what so it's, so rather than take burning those calories that you're taking in, mm-hmm. it's storing them. No, I I right? totally understand the science bes- yeah. behind it, and coming from a person you and I who both understand this at like a different uh, I guess understanding because we both have dove both into right. fitness and food. It's I don't think it's about less. I think it's about I say it's about better because you can eat the same amount of meals but still at a lower calorie rate. Right. That's what I'm referring to. So, so eating le- what, I, what I meant what I meant by eating less mm-hmm. was eating less, less calories. calories. Okay. Yes. I just didn't want to get into the specifics you, of it. You but still I mean can obvi- eat. obviously I needed to because you're you're dissecting it here. <laughs> yeah, because I don't I'll be honest, I don't like that. I don't I don't like for for someone to think that they have to eat less food. No, no. You have to eat better better quality yeah. food that consists of less calories yeah you know you if you're gonna you have to have a whole food diet yeah, like you i don't even want to say diet. diet but you, yeah you just have to have a well-balanced meal yes um and you have to be taking in things that your body needs yeah you know um i'm just pushing back on you on that evil because i don't want a person to think that oh the the way that i can achieve my weight loss is to eat less food I, I I hear what you're saying, and I mean, and I and I agree with you what you what you're saying. So yes, you know, to to your point, eating less calories. Yeah, because I think one thing I can attest to is in our journey of fitness is that I we eat a lot. 
weed a lot more yeah so interestingly enough right? which is like sounds so, fucking like a, a, a what, what is that is like a uh like what oxymoron or something yeah it's like like a, yeah. like, like you want to lose weight eat more like yeah, that doesn't even you, sound you like you can it goes actually together. eat more and lose weight yeah you know um for you know for people who haven't explored you know fitness and and healthier eating it actually takes a lot more food to meet the caloric intake of junk food and fast food. Yeah, it's it it's, takes a lot more of healthier. It's food. whole foods. Yeah. that we're eating. Yeah, you know, so so you end up eating more yeah. volume wise, just to meet your caloric, um, <laughs> to, you, to you meet your caloric funny? maintenance. And as you as you smile, I just think about sometimes when like these meals are presented to us. Yeah, because like you know you and I sometimes we take turns. And I'm just like, how am I gonna eat all yeah, this? And know, it's, it's and it's whole foods. It's like it's oats and it's 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 um. Like, for example, the other day you made breakfast and it was like a spinach omelet with like turkey bacon. And it, there was like a really, uh, there was avocado, there was fruit. It was like this whole plate of whole foods. And I dove into it. And at some point I looked at you and I went, I, <laughs> I can't yeah. eat any more of this. Even though like my caloric intake is really not on like the really, really high side. But right. I was just like, well, this is a lot of food. But versus something like a mcdonald's breakfast that is not a lot of food but really high in the caloric intake i think it's like what you're trying to get at here's the funny thing about fitness is that when you're active and you're into fitness your body is looking for that food to burn like it that's what that's your source of energy that's your source of fuel so when you're at when you're actively fit when you're you know actively exercising your body's taking that next meal and they're like, all right, this is our next source of fuel. We need to, we're about to burn this shit, you know? And when you eat it, your body is processing it to burn, you know? And when you don't exercise and you're not, you know, active, then your body's doing the exact opposite. Yeah, your body's like, we're going to hang on to this real quick. Yeah, like, you know, obviously we don't move a lot, you know, so we need to save this because we know in the event that we start moving, we're going to have it, Yeah, you know? And that's what it does. It stores it. But, uh, we digress. Yeah, we sure like, did. Um, yeah, we could talk about fitness. Yeah, I would say that Eva and I are very passionate about uh, this. And our journeys took a hold of us at different times. Evo has been a lot more into the fitness and healthier lifestyle. I would say a good five years before I was. Yeah, I started. You know what's funny? Because I put on weight. Mm-hmm. like Early fa- on in early our relationship. Early on in our relationship and fast. Yeah. Uh, just a little backstory when we got together i didn't know that gina could cook Mm -hmm. um and i think you we you sat down and you prepared my first meal we we, we, you made you made me dinner one night Mm -hmm. it was the first time eating and you made me dinner and it was you know chicken cutlet rice and beans one of my favorite meals and i thought that you ordered it like it was that good and I even asked you, like, did you or, did you order this? And yeah. you, and you were like, what? Like, you, you, I got, you know, I got kids. Like, I have to cook, you know. Yeah. What I mean? And I was so, like, blown away by the fact that you can cook. That after that, I was literally eating everything that you made, and I was like double portions, seconds, yeah. you know. And and before I knew it, I put on some weight. Like I, you know, like you, your man, you know, could have potentially wore a bra at, at one point. You know, oh. like, it, yeah, it was that it was that bad. I don't remember that yeah, bad, but it okay. was that it was that maybe because I was too busy feeding yeah. you. And so the funny, so the turning point for me was is that um, one day I go to put on my socks, and I I put on my socks, you know, over my knee. You know, I reach over and put on my socks, mm-hmm. and I go to reach over, put on my sock, and I can't reach my foot, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, 
oh shit and my because my gut had grown so big yeah that it prevented me and i had to like turn my foot to the side and reach over and put on my sock for the first time and that was it that was a breaking point because up, up until that point and by the way for people that are just listening to us evil just gave a full demonstration of how he was not able to put on his <laughs> yeah. socks i was not over his gut versus over like gut. leaning to the yeah, side to which to is the side. pretty entertaining and funny thing is up until that point you know like i was already noticing like i had put on weight you know and i used to walk around like rubbing my belly after i ate you know like and i knew i knew that i had weight you know but it wasn't it hadn't physically affected me from doing things that I would normally do. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you were still pretty young, too. Yeah. And it wasn't until that day where I physically had to do something different in my life that I normally did one way because of my weight that I was like, oh, no, this has got to stop. Yeah. And then I just, I 180 after that. And I just went into doing anything. I think I, I bought, I bought, um, I will, I'm not, not going to say the, the, mm-hmm. the, but I bought one of those fitness tapes things. Mm-hmm. And I went all in. It was a real popular one at that time. And I remember we had this little itty bitty space. And this is what, you know. It was a good fitness. Yeah, regimen. it was a good fitness regimen. But this, this, I think this really like gives light to, you know, being committed to something and really wanting something and not needing a resolution. You know, it's just like when the time comes, the time comes yeah. and you're going to make that fucking change. And, I, and we had a, a bedroom. Our bedroom only had enough space to walk into the room walk in front of our bed and walk on the sides of our bed it was mm-hmm. just enough walking space you know and it was like tv and in a closet and i made space to work out in one of those little walking spaces you did. and i would work out right there i would do all the exercises right then and there and, and again for people that are just listening to us evo is actually like he's pumping <laughs> iron right now <laughs> i'm pumping <laughs> i'm pumping iron right there and uh, i never look back yeah and back. um the reason why I think our journeys were very different is because in the midst of that, I had a, I had a child. Yeah. So our journeys were very different. And, um, but you were like, you were like weight wise, you were always pretty, you know, fit. And it wasn't until after our, our daughter, mm-hmm. you know, that you really like, cause you were fit. You, you had gotten into fitness before, before you. her, before me. Yeah. Then we met, you were just working. You were, you know, you were fine. You didn't really need to be working out. You were doing okay weight-wise and fit-wise. Right? I mm-hmm. feel like, you mm-hmm. know. I was. You were. And then I got, you know, to my whole fitness thing. I wasn't fit. And you were working a lot too. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I was fit because I can tell you now there are things that I could do now that I don't think that I could do back then. And we're talking about a decade ago. Yeah. Um, but we're kind of getting off the beaten path. I just want to say that our journeys were very different. Yes, and, they were. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, you you definitely were inspiring to me, but I had to take a different path than okay. you. And, but I thank you for bringing that into our home, because one of the things that um, you know I had said earlier that the world that we have built is set up to fail. There are ways that you can set yourself up for success, and one of them is having another person keep you accountable. And because you brought fitness and a healthier lifestyle into our home, it helped keep me more accountable for the ways that I was failing. So you were a constant reminder of ways that I could have been doing things better. Mm. I just had to find the way that it f- worked for me. Yeah. And I think that when you said earlier that that's the kind of miss when like someone asked me, Gina, how do you do what you do? And I kind of just like spill it to them. And it seems so easy 
especially uh, people will look at me aesthetically and think, oh, you know, you're skinny. It's easy. But they don't understand that, you know, I gained 50 pounds with our daughter. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And, um, you know, I've had three children and I've had two C-sections. It is not easy. And I had to find my way. But through that, I was able to. There were times I didn't feel like doing certain things and you would look at me and you'd be like, hey, remember that commitment that you made? Or, you know, I'm going to go work out today. I don't know what you're doing. And just real quick. And it would, remi- just- it would, and it would remind me. But um, I think that's one of the ways that people can be successful in their journey is yeah. if they say to another person, whether it be a friend, a spouse, a parent, hey, this is what I'm about to embark on. I need for you to check me sometimes. But what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to point out that, you know, even though you did put on 50 pounds, they were a beautiful 50 pounds. This they is were. Evo. Let me and tell you right now, this is Evo. <laughs> this is just, Evo putting in this fucking wanna, coin I just right want to point out that, you know, to any woman that has a baby and puts on weight, don't let nobody tell you that that weight is not beautiful. Okay. Because that shit right there is, is something that no man can ever go through or whatever have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful thing that, you know, you women put that on to bear a child. And, you know, you have to deal with whatever the, the you know, whatever comes after that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I just, I think it's amazing. Because you know? whatever comes after that is, um, yeah. there's a lot to be said. Because a lot. a lot of different things come. Yes, they do. Uh, but, so... My point to you is, is that if you ch- if you choose to embark on a journey of a goal or a commitment, having someone take that journey with you, whether they're doing the workouts with you, whether they're eating the healthy foods with you, whatever it is, or if you even just say to a person, hey, yo, every couple of days, just give me a phone call and ask me, yo, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Like me and my girl group, we have a group chat where we constantly send inspirational stuff. Hey, I just finished this workout. Hey, I just tried this new thing. Um, And there's times in that group chat where my girlfriends are like, fuck, man, I've been kind of slacking for a couple of days. And I'm just like, why? Like, what's going on? It's dope that you guys keep each other accountable. And it's not. And there's and there's sometimes where real conversations have to happen where, you know, I just had a couple of friends get, you know, pretty sick. Uh, with the flu and they were just like yo i was sick for six days and i just got back in there and i feel like crap and i'm like guess what fucking i salute you you still took your ass and still went mm-hmm. and still said i need to achieve this goal that i want and that's what i mean about creating the habit yeah. versus looking for the end result my friends are looking to create a better life for themselves they want that longevity they want that autonomy as women for for them as mothers for them as wives, for them as just being who they are and like i salute them on that so i think that that's important in addition to achieving a goal or a resolution i said that you know you have to make it more micro and once you make it more micro and you can start to attack things i think it's important to realize that there may come a point where you need to remove things from your life yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, I think what you're saying is a is a prime example about people finding what you know what, what works for them. Mm-hmm. You know, going through trials and error like that works for you. Turns out, I don't need that. You know, I'm very much capable of 
Yeah, evil self-sufficient. I'm very self-sufficient when it comes to getting my ass up and doing what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what works for me. You know, yeah. what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did the whole, like, you know, messaging your friends and, you know, hey, you know, you put it in today and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I just found that I didn't need it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't need nobody to hold me hold accountable. I was very much capable of holding myself accountable, yeah. you know. And that is part of the journey. You know, that's part of finding, you know, getting in where you fit in you know Mm -hmm. and i think that that's great that you brought that up because we were able to bring up these two different scenarios and how what works for me is completely different than what works for you and that is part of getting to where you need to get to i think also but i think what i was trying to get in is like there are times that you're going to have to remove things from your life. So like when you said that you realized that the conversation between you and your friends or gym buddies wasn't really like working for you, you removed that. Yeah, I didn't need it. I I definitely didn't need it. I feel like I tend to see things. And again, this is me looking from the outside in. But I'm also looking at it with a little bit of a fine-tuned like microscope because I have experience of what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed people who will say that they want something in their life, but then they're not removing the things that then will become their downfall. So whether it's a family member that is saying, oh, you're you're vegan now, whatever. Like, you know, uh, like whatever toxicity is potentially being put into your life Mm -hmm. on a new goal that you're trying to embark on, you need to remove that shit. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sorry if it's your family. I'm sorry if it's your friends. I'm sorry if it's a place that you like to go to. There has to be the discipline where you say, this is not like... If it ain't helping you, it's hurting you. Yeah, and this is like like a joke, but if you watch the new Karate Kid with Jaden Smith, there's a scene, and I love it. There's a scene where he goes and he... he, (laughs) He's friends with a little girl because um, he moves to China. Mr. Han. Yeah. He moves to China and um, he becomes friends with a little girl. But the little girl comes from a family where they are very disciplined. Super and strict. Super strict. Very disciplined. And the little girl is a pianist. Right? Yeah. And they notice that the character that Jaden Smith plays, Dre, that he is kind of having like a little bit of an influence on the girl where she's wanting to have just more fun with him, which Mm -hmm. is kind of pulling her away from this discipline that her family is putting her, which is a little much. What winds up happening is she goes to, uh, she goes to a thing where she plays the piano and it's going to potentially help her get into like a prestigious school. And he's in the back and he's clapping for her. And she walks up to him at the end and she's like, I can no longer be friends with you. My parents think that you are not good for my life. And I think that um, sometimes that's what has to happen. And I'm just using that like as an analogy. You have to realize the things that are not good for your life. Even though Jaden, so, even though I think Jaden was very good for her life. And yeah. I think her parents in the end, and, and they understood that. But if you have friends or family or co-workers or a place that is not good for this goal that you're trying to achieve, you have to remove it. And the discipline that it takes to do that is not easy. Yeah. But it is vital. You know, you know sometimes you got to shake the branch to knock off a few dead leaves so that new ones can grow. 
Yo, Eva always be dropping these <laughs> fucking gems. Because that's what it sounds like. Here to I me. am talking for like ten minutes, trying to get you, to a point. Eva's yeah. just like, here, by the you way, sound, you this. sound, you sound like evolution. You sound like the growth of something. Yeah. You know, and you sound like, you know, things that are dead weight falling mm-hmm. off to make space for new things to grow. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are trying to commit to something, whether it be fitness, whether it be a healthier lifestyle, whether it be a new job. If your homegirl or a homeboy calls you up and says, yo, what's good? You want to come out and drink tonight and yeah. you trying to achieve a goal? T- no. Yeah. And then just, you know, to the, to the simplest form, just remember, if they're not helping you, they're hurting you. Mm-hmm. Simp- just It is that simple. If you're trying to achieve something and your friends are not about what you're doing and they're not about helping you achieve that goal, then whether you want to think it or not, they are hurting you. And it may not be directly trying to hurt you, yeah. but they are hurting your results. They are hurting your journey and the speed that it's gonna that it that, that it's gonna take for you to get to where you're gonna yeah. go. Because as you They're altering your trajectory. Yeah, well yeah, as you, you know, dedicate time and still tend to these people that are, you know, not doing what you want to do, you're taking away time from what it is that you should be doing Yo, and therefore I, it's hurting your results i watched this shit happen in in, in r-i-l in real life mm-hmm. i watched this shit happen i'm like oh my god didn't he or she say that they wanted to do xyz and now i see them at the bar or now i see them at the club or now i see them you know wherever it is that they should not be to attain that goal yeah. it makes me sad because i know the discipline that it takes. So let's talk about discipline because I keep saying that. Wait, can I just? I want to tell a quick story. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and it's a, it's kind of a sad story, but it, it it really supports what it is that you're saying. So when I was when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, I got I got caught smoking weed in school, mm-hmm. right? And I had to like go to like this program, whatever. And part of the program afterwards was that I was on probation, and I you know I had to stop smoking weed. And I was very disappointed in myself. Um, forgetting myself in that situation and but before i got into that situation i had a best friend and that's all we did every goddamn day i mean it was no fair we would get together and we would find a way to smoke some weed and you know and just you know and we would hang out all afternoon and that's what we did and we were best friends for a long time and i remember after i got out and i was on this new journey you know i wanted to be with my best friend i mean like this was my road dog like you want to talk about somebody that like you know that was he was my right arm you know like I didn't feel right not spending a day with him like mm-hmm. the day just didn't feel right and I remember when I got out I was hoping that like we could still chill you know and and be best friends but he was still about that life mm-hmm. and I was on something different like I had to be you know from from my well being and the sad truth is is that I had to cut him off just for that I had to end my relationship with my best friend because he was on some shit that was not supportive to what I was doing with myself in my life and what was, you know, the journey that I was on, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a prime example of if they're not helping you, they're hurting you because anytime that I hung out with him, I was potentially risking myself for falling back into something that I shouldn't have been doing. I just want to add to that. Um, I give this advice a lot to our boys and to our daughter. She's still kind of young. So she like, doesn't understand the full scope of it is that if someone is truly your friend and loves you, yeah, they will still be there at the at yeah. the end, the middle, and the beginning of your journey. I have friends that I've been with for 30 plus years, and we have gone very different roads in our life. 
and they are still there for me yeah even though we have chosen to go separate ways as far as like the things that we are trying to achieve in life yeah but at the core you guys are still together that is my point is yeah. that um even if you separated yourself from this person because you knew that what they were doing you could no longer make your yeah that. you could not participate in no. it does not mean that that person is still not your friend but if they choose to recognize and say oh they don't want to hang with me anymore they want to do what i'm doing then fuck them then they were never really your friend they were a person that was uh what's that saying like they were participating because it was convenient to them no uh, you know what in his defense no i'm not i'm right. not i'm not evil i'm not saying that in that it's, particular it sounds like it sounds like you're saying that they're not really your friend no there are circumstances where that happens, where a person is using something based on convenience. Yeah, now we were friends before that. Like, yeah. we, we just, we, we, as, like, as our friendship grew, mm -hmm. we, like, picked up smoking weed. And that yeah. was something that we did together. But we were best friends before that, like, before any of that ever popped off. And, um, you know, once we went our separate ways, like, we were still cool. But because of we, because we weren't hanging out all the time, something happened, like, later on that, made our paths cross mm -hmm. and he doubted my loyalty yeah. you know I, I something happened where i still stayed true to him i stayed loyal to him like i honored our friendship even though we weren't to get, like we weren't boys anymore <laughs> you know what i have to i'm just gonna just say his his girl at the time ended up coming coming by me and my friends and like she was trying to like kick it to one of my boys and she didn't know that me and him used to be best friends. And I recognized her. And I was like, yo, aren't you what so such and such as girl? And she was she looked at me like crazy. And she took off. And I called him. And I told him about it. I was like, yo, your girl was over at my spot. I remember this. Story. Yeah. I was like, your girl, your girl was just here with her friends. They drove by. One of my boys hollered because like, they saw him drive by in the car. And it just hollered. They turned back around and came. And they were like, blah, blah, blah. I stayed on the porch while they were downstairs talking. And then I and then I looked and I recognized her and then I came down and I blew her up. I was like, "Yo, I know you," and I blew up her spot and they took off. She immediately called him and told him some other story, trying to cover up her tracks. And then when I spoke to him, I told him the truth. He ended up believing this girl over me, and that was the end of that. Like I was like, "Yo, I'm this do me. You mean you were done? Like we're done? Mm -hmm. You know? I'd like I, you know, I could have let that whole thing play out. Mm -hmm. I could have let my man talk to her and her friends and just." But because that was my boy, I was like, nah, this is not happening right now. Like, no way, no way this is going to go down. Like, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to play my boy. And she got to him before I did. And I guess, you know, she he believed her. And that was the end of that relationship. Well, unfortunately, in my perspective, that was never really your friend. Um, I don't know. I beg to differ, but whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Like I said, that's why it was my perspective. Yeah. Um, But I also said, maybe, actually, maybe I didn't say this yet, but. There's a saying that goes, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Absolutely. And one thing I can tell you is that I have some wonderful friends in my life. And yes, you do. I'm very fortunate for these friends. But I also can tell you that I'm very particular <laughs> about who I let into my life. After some failed situations... But they were very few. And I learned them very early on. Mm. So getting back to having to remove things from your life. I said it could be a person, place, or thing. 
I I know how hard it is can I know how hard it is to remove something from your life that you are potentially codependent on. So if you're dependent on a person in your life, a friend, a spouse to give you the feelings that you feel like you need to have to say I need to remove this. That's tough. That's fucking hard. Yeah. If it is a thing, okay? If it's a car, if it's a house, if it's money, if you need to fucking remove that in order to achieve your goal. So pointing example, and I'm going to use a story of my own. I had a really good job at one point. And I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do what I really want to do, which is I want to create art. And I remember looking at you and saying, I want to do makeup. I want to be a makeup artist. <laughs> I remember I remember this vividly. And um, you were you were going from one industry to the other. The polar opposite. The polar opposite. You were doing a 180 degree spin. Yeah. And I was very successful in my industry. And you were like, look into the windows of my soul. And understand that this is what I want to do. And I was willing. <laughs> and I was like. You were like, what? what? <laughs> and I was willing to start at the bottom. Yeah. I was willing to start at the bottom with nothing. So that's when I say, if it's a thing, I was willing to, I took my whole fucking career and threw that shit in the trash mm-hmm. and said, no, this is what I've always wanted to do. I'm going to fucking pursue it. And I don't give a fuck if I have to start at the bottom. I don't give a fuck if I have to leave these people, this place, this thing that I know I'm going to do it. Yeah. And when I tell you that was so hard and so intimidating for me, but... I took you along for the ride with me. Like I said, believe in me, I can do this. That's what I said earlier. Like sometimes you have to have someone else with you. But I did it. So when I tell you I I talk from experience because sometimes people are like, oh, it's fucking easier said than done. Fucking I know. Yeah. Um. So if you have to move people, if it's a thing, if it's a place, if you have to get up and move from where is the fuck that you live in order to achieve your goal, if it's across country, across the fucking world, then my guy or my girl, you're going to have to do it. And I understand how fearful that may sound, but if your goal is what you really want mm-hmm. and you really evaluated what's important to you, right? then that's what you're going to have to do. I think the important part is that you didn't, like, there are certain people that will set that as, like, a New Year's resolution, right? This, you know... My New Year's resolution is I'm going to get a new job. I'm tired of this job, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to get a new job. And next year, I'm shooting for the fences. But when you came across that point in your life, you were fed up. Like, a change needed to happen, and it needed to happen now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, that's the takeaway when it comes to identifying res, you know, New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you resolve something in your life at the time where it needed to be resolved. Mm-hmm. You didn't forecast the the goal or the start point to it to a certain day yeah. to say that I'm going to start on this day. Because guess what? When you do that, then you're not really ready. Yeah. Because when you're ready, this shit happens today. That's exactly why when our son asked us today, yeah. Mom, are you excited? Are you excited for 2022? Yeah. I was just nah. like, I really don't care. Yeah, it's just nah. a new year because a bitch is constantly We're not evolving. Waiting. We're not waiting. This yeah. shit is happening right now. I'm tired. I'm fed up. And I need a fucking change in my life. And yeah. I think that that is the important part about resolving something that's in your life that needs to be changed. And instead of setting it to a New Year's 
resolution or setting it to a, a, a certain start date that if you have, it, let me tell you something right now. If any of you are just are thinking that I need to make a change in my life and I'm going to make it starting January 1st, January 1st <laughs> then you're not ready. You're not ready. All right. Because changes happen when the fuck they happen. They happen today. They happen right now. I'm not waiting. Who the hell waits for change? If you really want it, you go and get it. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. If it happens to be that you decided on December 31st that you're tired of whatever the fuck your situation is and it crosses over into 20 of the following year, then yeah. then great. So, then great. So be it. But, um, you know, don't just don't do yourself a disservice. Like if you really want to make a change in your life, don't don't set the Yo, start go date. for that. Shit. Yeah, go for it. Do but, it now. Go for it with intention. Yes, absolutely. Okay, because it can't be some flip floppy shit. So l- let's talk a little bit about consistency and discipline. Because what I've learned is that those consistency, discipline, and goal, the three of those things go together. So in order to be consistent, you have to be disciplined. In order to reach, achieve a goal, you have to be consistent. That's why I say the three of those go together. So how do you become disciplined? Discipline is not something you are born with. It is a skill that you have to learn. How you choose to become disciplined discipline is very dependent on who you are as a person. You are going to have to say to yourself every day, this is working for me. This is not working for me. It's going to have to take some real self-awareness. So what I recommend and this is my personal recommendation, is that you really start your journey on becoming self-aware. Because when you become self-aware, you understand what works for you and what does not work for you and how you can be disciplined and how you cannot be disciplined. So Hang on. Hang on a second. And you know how you said in the beginning of the show that I have really chosen to like really like grow myself grow yourself yes i've been doing that i want to say now for the last seven years now seven years i've been actively looking to grow myself since i left my full-time job that entire journey started with becoming self-aware i had to understand my feelings i had to understand my actions i had to understand my words i had to understand my movements because if i did not understand that How can I apply discipline to any of that? Mm -hmm. Once I understood who I was as a person and why I did things the way that I did, I started to dive into how I can then discipline myself. I read like more than a couple books to really understand self-awareness. And once I did that, like I fucking hit the ground running. So I recommend to people to become self-aware. Once you become self-aware, then you can decide how you can discipline yourself. And then from your discipline, like Mike Tyson will say, if you ain't got discipline, you ain't got nothing. You can then become consistent. Mm -hmm. And then when you you realize that you can become consistent, you can then fucking achieve your goals. And that shit is hard because that's like a four part journey. There's one part that's that I that's I feel like is missing right there, right? What's missing, Evo? What's missing? The what's missing <laughs> is that I love Mike Tyson, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Yo, that's my guy. Except, to this day, except for an, except for there's at, a few things about him I don't like, at but his I will. Current age, I would still not fuck with him. All right. <laughs> yeah, but total respect, Mike. Um, I've listened to him in a couple of interviews. Yeah. I respect a lot when it comes to his discipline. So, when it comes to discipline and dedication. And self-awareness, right? Mm-hmm. The key 
the key phrase here is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I want people to understand, our viewers and our listeners, that the type of self-awareness that you're talking about, mm-hmm. that Gina's talking about, is the type of self-awareness that you project when you make yourself aware of things around you that need correction. For example, your kids. You see your kids not doing something. Hey, don't do that. You should be doing it like this. You see why? You see why you do this? The lessons that you so easily project onto someone else, right? You see why you do this? You do this because of X, Y, Z, right? Or your partner or your friends. You know, you see this thing that you do, it shouldn't be done like this. It should be done like that, right? That energy that you're putting into correcting and you're projecting it outwards, that is the same energy that you need to be pointing back at yourself. Yeah. That is the type of self-awareness that you need. We, you need to keep that energy and project that shit onto yourself and watch how your life will change. True story. Right? Point that cannon inward, right? And watch how you move. Mm-hmm. Right? If you really if you really serious about changing yourself and being self-aware, do that to yourself. Just just think about it. Think about take a moment and close your eyes and think about all the times that you've pointed your finger and you've tried to correct someone around you for acting the way that they're acting, right? And think about you analyzing yourself and pointing that finger back at yourself. That's exactly why last show I was like, when when men are like, what value do you bring to the table? I was like, are you fucking perfect? You better be perfect because the energy that you're projecting right now is that you're fucking made out of perfection right now. So I want to know, if you're not perfect, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Exactly. And I can tell you from experience that that energy is hard to cultivate. Yeah. It's hard to cultivate because it's so easy to point the finger, but it's so hard to reflect on your own self. I have had people tell me stories of, I'll give you a perfect example. We have an older son. You know, he's in his he's in his mid-20s. And he has said things to me like, I have friends and acquaintances and coworkers that their family members are trying to tell them how to live their life. Meanwhile, their friends co-workers and other family members are miserable how dare you try to tell someone of a youth you should be doing xyz but i'm actually currently miserable Mm -hmm. i'm doing a job that i hate i'm married to a person i can't stand and i'm at a level in my personal appearance and health that i am like not giving a fuck about but you should go get an education and be fit are you kidding me right now and to Evo's point, put that energy into yourself. Yeah, and, and not only, and, and not, I just want to say one more thing, right? Not only, only one more thing, only one more thing, right? <laughs> just to support this, right? Yo, fucking with you today. Not only one, not only put that energy into yourself, but understand how valuable that yeah. is, right? And I'm, I'm gonna repeat something that I heard, not my words, but I just feel like that this right here really defines this shit right here. What it is that we're trying to say, right? Okay. So. If I gave you $100,000 right now, mm-hmm. you'd be pretty fucking happy, right? Yes. Yeah, right. I thought so. If I upped that to a million dollars, you'd be fucking like lit. I'd like, be ecstatic, right? So let's just turn this shit up a notch. If I gave you $10 million, mm-hmm. tell me you would not be the happiest and just most satisfied that you've been in your life. Um... 
Okay. Uh, you know what? I use the wrong words. I use the wrong words. I, I know, love you. And I know you. I know you. Yeah, because I'm I mean, like I said that wrong, super right? self aware. But t- just tell me, tell me <laughs> yes. that that right there, fucking wouldn't be everything to you. It wouldn't. I love you. It would not be everything to me. But would it bring me a sense of security? That would be on like an ultimate level. Yes. Right. Yes. It would yeah. be an ultimate. It would, it would uh, be oh, everything yeah. to it me. It would be an ultimate level of security. Right. Yes. But if I told you. That if I give you ten million dollars, mm-hmm. you wouldn't wake up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Would you take it? No. Of course not. And that just goes to show that your time is worth more than ten million dollars. Yeah. So, that being said, understand that it is worth ten million dollars for you to find the time to invest in yourself. Yeah. It is worth more than ten million dollars to find that it is invaluable. For you to find that time to invest in yourself and it will the the amount of value that it will inject into your own life is immeasurable in dollars let me just tell you over the last um i want to say since 2019 maybe even earlier but i'm going to say 2019 to current because of the pandemic i've had a lot of time to look inward Mm. More than I had prior to 2019 because um, we were just trying to like, you know, sustain our living. But because the pandemic took hold of a lot of people's lives, it gave me a lot of time to ref- inner reflect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I tell you what I know, what is valuable to my life and the amount of things that I'm willing to do now versus what I did 10 years ago has drastically changed. I no longer look for the outside world for happiness or I don't look for the outside world for enjoyment. Mm -hmm. The enjoyment and the happiness I could get by my goddamn self is exponential. But it took a long time for me. And this is why I say it took a long time for that because I had to become self-aware because for a very long time I was just trying to survive. And that's another conversation. We'll get into that probably in the new year. Me and Evil said that we were going to be talking about drugs and a lot of stuff. But we thought those conversations were a little heavy and we didn't want to get heavy into it. But it took a long time for me to get to the point that I am in my life. And I know how hard these journeys are. So that's why I said that I thought in order for you to become disciplined, have consistency and reach a goal, you need to be self-aware. Absolutely. And I've learned that from experience because if you are not self-aware, which is basically being having the awareness of your goddamn self. Yeah. I mean, you will fail every fucking time. Yes. The 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 listen, the, the whole the whole sole purpose of becoming self-aware is finding out where your weak links are right because you're only as strong as your weakest link correct you you could be super strong in so many aspects of your life but that weak link if it's hit in the right spot that shit will destroy you that shit will take you down that that you know it is a fucking razor blade to your achilles heel you're going down right and when people don't self-reflect, they overlook these weak links. They over mm-hmm. th- these these things manifest in their lives, yeah. and they don't even know that they're there because they're so outwardly projecting everything that they're they're, they're analyzing everything outside of their lives and just reacting to everything that comes at them. So that's why it is worth more than ten million dollars. 
I want to just give you self-reflect. Sorry. I just want to give you an example of like how I was able to identify a weak link in my life. Mm -hmm. A bitch does not like to get up in the morning when it's cold and go to the gym. So what did we do? Or what did I do? Rather, I'm going to say we. But I created a space in our house that I was like, we're going to dedicate this to fitness. Because when we first initially moved into our home, we had some fitness equipment. We kind of had it scattered in a way where, like, it really wasn't conducive. It really didn't inspire. That's because I got in where I fit in. Yeah. I, I, didn't, need mu- I didn't need much. Because that's you. Yeah. And this is why I told you our journeys are very different. Yeah. We had some fitness equipment, and we were just like, okay, we're just going to put it somewhere in our basement. Yeah. And, like... I was just... I was used to our small apartment. Yeah. I didn't need much. So, if you put, put my weights and my freaking pull-up bar in a corner, and I'm... It doesn't matter where it is. And that's you. Yeah. But for me, I needed something a little bit more inspirational. I needed yeah. something because I knew that a bitch should not want to get in her car and go to to the gym because to me that was wasted time because I'm very self-aware. Yeah. I know that I don't want to have to spend another 10 minutes getting to the gym. I'm just being very real- realistic yeah. about myself. So I said, how can I create a space in my home that is inspirational to me? And then I went ahead and did that. Has that space not been super like a point in our life where we look at it and we're just like, yeah, I have beneficial. no fucking excuse to not. Yeah. And I know everybody doesn't have that. I'm I just using that. just about yeah. to make that point. But know? what I'm saying to you is as I use that as an example of how I was self-aware to say, I don't like this. Yeah. How can I implement something in my life that where I can create something that will make it where it fits who I am as a person? Yeah. Because when you're not actively doing that, that's why I say you will fail. Because yeah. you're just like... Oh, God, I got to go to the gym. Of course you don't want to go to the gym. It's cold. It's hot or whatever it is. These things that will make any little inconvenience in your life because we are constantly as human beings having inner self-talk all the time. Yeah. And how easy it is for you to be like, oh, I kind of got cramps today or I kind of got a headache or I'm a little tired or whatever it is. Boom, you're not going to the gym. Very easy. Okay, so if that is a way that you constantly self-sabotage, what do you do in a counteract that? That comes with self-awareness. I'm so adamant about that. And I'm going to recommend, I'm going to recommend um, like a book that has helped me. And um, shit, I don't have it here right now because I gave it to Evil to read it. And it's um, uh, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Excuse me. And it is by can't remember the author right now but it's mark something i forget but it's the art of not giving a fuck and when i tell you the title will make you think it's something different but it's going to teach you how to say fuck man this is what's actually important to me this other shit does not fucking matter how do i hone in on these things that matter to me that book has helped me so much that there's so many times that me and evil may have a difference of opinion. I'm like, I love you, but that that is not that does not that is not important to me right now. That is not my that is not going to help me attend my uh, uh, ascertain yeah. my end goal. And I've become very self aware about what is positive for me. I can't worry about that right now. But I was I just want to say that those those moments of i don't want to fucking work out today those moments of i just want to eat some bullshit today Mm -hmm. 
for me, I'm speaking for myself here. Those were golden nugget moments, right? And when I say those are golden nugget moments, because those are the moments that when you combine them with Mm self-awareness, they fucking stick out like a sore thumb, right? When you take a moment to self-reflect back on your life and you can identify and you are like, you are, you are open-minded enough to say, I fucked up there. Yeah. I fucked up there. When you couple those with the self-awareness, those are the two ingredients that set the trajectory onto a different path. Like they go for me, they went hand in hand. I needed those fuck ups and then reflection back on my fuck ups to say that I fucked up there. I'm going to hold myself accountable. I shouldn't have did that. That was my bad. And identify that as a wrongdoing and correct myself. Yeah, I I will tell you that my journey in becoming self-aware really helped me understand why there were times where where you were successful in your journey i failed yeah and it was because i was a woman and you were a man yeah well yeah i mean we we operate differently but it was very hard for me to understand that evil. It was very hard for me to understand why. It was hard for me to understand it at it the was, beginning. It was very hard for I me. I used to recommend a lot of yeah. things to you that I would do, not realizing that it's just totally different for you because you're a woman. But I would meet you with opposition a lot. And I didn't even understand why I was meeting you with opposition. But I just knew that those things didn't work for me. But I didn't understand why they didn't work for me. Mm. And it, was beca- it wasn't until I became self-aware that I understood why they didn't work for me. So... Case in point, four days before my my period, why I want chocolate. Mm-hmm. Because my hormones are doing something very differently than your hormones are doing that you will never experience. So how can I hold myself to the same level of accountability? And all you men out there, you better co-sign that bullshit. Um, you better get me my fucking Jack's cheese doodles. You better co-sign that and bullshit. And my fucking chocolate. Mm-hmm. Especially if that's your wife. So let me just tell you how it it used to make me feel defeated as a person when I would see you be able to push through those moments. And I'm just like, why do I want this right now? Because I was not self-aware. I did not understand that as a woman that my body was telling me something very different from you. And now you'd be like, Gina, let's do X, Y, Z. I'm like, nah, I ain't doing that. Yeah. Fuck out of here. How about this? No, because this is the time of the month or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. My body's telling me very different from yours. I'm not doing that. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's but, all good. But that came with me understanding myself yeah, as a person. Absolutely. And that's it. So to wrap this fucking shit up <laughs> in a bow, okay? I'm just going to tell you. It starts with self-awareness. So before you set any fucking goal, I'm not trying to tell people what to do. I'm just trying to tell you based off my experience. Because I would consider myself a woman that is about to be 42. I would consider myself successful in a lot of genres in my life. Because I'm strong in these areas. But it has taken so much failure. Yeah. And so much tries. It starts with self-awareness. But because I wasn't self-aware, I consistently failed that discipline. I consistently failed that consistency. And I consistently failed that goals. Yeah. Start at start at being self-aware. And again, um, that book that I recommended, which is 
the art of not giving a fuck that is one of many if you start researching at that book and then there's a multitude there is the atomic habits many books that are out there start there and this is why i said that i i think my personal opinion is that if you start at a micro and then you go to macro you you go there and then you start with okay now i know myself how can i take who i am as a person and ground me and discipline me take all fucking 10 toes and ground them shits Mm -hmm. and then from that grounding you go to how can I now be consistent with this discipline that yeah. I have ascertained? And from that fucking consistency, I'm going to say to myself, I want this. Now let's make this shit a habit. Yeah. To anybody that's actually tried um, to resolve something in their life and hasn't been as successful as they would have liked to be and are potentially at a crossroad where they almost feel like they want to give up, Take a moment, right? And this is a bit of self-reflection, right? Take a moment to reflect on something that you are successful in in life. Take a moment and think about what it took for you to get there. Mm. And then reevaluate what it is that you're doing and the effort and the time and the dedication that you've been putting into that and see if it measures up to what it is that you're actually successful at. And this is why this is Evo and Gina, because honestly, <laughs> I took 10 minutes to say something. Evo was just like, by the way. You know, that's just, re- that's, just, just that's just realigning yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know, you, you know, we take on things in life and we take them on with the idea that they're not as difficult as they actually are. Oh, and man, we fail at these things and we they are hard and we fail at these things and we kind of beat ourselves up a bit because we had we went into this with the the mindset of it was going to take a certain degree of difficulty and we were go, we were willing to put in that effort of difficulty and because it didn't succeed with the effort that we put into it then it almost feels like a failure yeah right but it's not that's just part of the journey it's a hurdle it's a hurdle Keep and going. just and just that those are the moments where you have to like really think back about what am i good at yeah what am i a professional at what yeah. do i do and what do i finesse right yeah. and how long did it take me to get there and that's why gina will run three miles and evil will run for 30 seconds yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> not i'm not a sprint i'm not a i'm not a an endurance runner but i'll give you a good sprint though <laughs> For real. I'll give you a hell of a good sprint. Me and you will go to the track. I'm like, oh my God, did he just smoke me <laughs> yeah. in this mile? You know but, what I'm but come, yeah. come, come run for three miles. Come that full come that full dude, forget about it. I won't even make it the full mile before I'm just like <gasps> uh, and Gino just be like <laughs> see ya. <laughs> but it's because we learn what we're yeah. good at. Yeah, you'll be up there with Eminem putting in that eight mile. Oh shit. I eight miles is a little crazy. I'm not there yet, but I definitely can I can go distance. You could run. Only because you could run. I've learned what is good for me. Yeah. You it definitely out, outperform me in a distance for sure. Yes, in a distance. But when it comes <laughs> when it comes to that spreader shit, yeah. no. Don't come yeah. don't talk to me. That short burst, that energy right there, I got that. I, <laughs> yeah. got, I, got, I got that. I need some of that testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> uh but um I think we've decided that we're going to end our sh- segment for you today a little earlier than little we bit. do usually. You know. 
Um, only because it's about to be New Year's. Yeah, for sure. Yo, we got, you know, 2022. We're, yeah, we're going to go take it easy this year. You know what's funny? For the rest of the year, at least. Yeah, right? right. You know what's funny? When I was growing up, and I'll just say this real quick. My I was born um, 1980. And because I was born on a the beginning of a decade, my birthday always mimics, um, my age always mimics the year. So what I mean by that is we're going to 2022. I will be 42. And every ending of the year, my my age mimics that. So when I was growing up, the one of the things that I always looked forward to growing up is that the year mimicked my age. Mm. So I have a very vivid memory that I would like to share. And it's that uh, my mom took me to Disney World in 1987. Okay. Excuse me. Um... 1988, I apologize. 1988. No, I'm sorry. I was right initially. 1987, because that was a year my little brother was born. Um, <laughs> and she took me to Disney World for Christmas. It was me, her, my little brother. My little brother was born in August of 1987. So we went to Disney December of 1980, 1987. And Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse picked me out of an audience to come on stage with them for Christmas. And they were like, can you, they were like, hi, I'm Mickey. What's your name? And I was like, Gina. And they were like, how old are you? And I was like, I looked into the mic. My lying ass self went eight. <laughs> I was only seven. <laughs> because when you're born at the beginning of a decade, you feel like every new year you become that age. Mm. So because it was December 23rd or whatever it was, I was like, I'm fucking eight. I mean, listen, you weren't that far from it. No, like, you but know. I would love one day to share with the audience the videotape where I looked out into the audience and I looked for my mother and I was like, I'm eight. <laughs> and I knew that I was bold faced lion. Because you was telling yourself that every year, though. I know. And that was my, but that was me being self-aware. Mm -hmm. I knew that the minute that it turned 1988, yeah. Gina was eight years yeah. old. We don't need that other shit. So I told Mickey in 1987 that I was eight years old they gave me this big ass candy cane and i remember like he was like can you wave real hard and wave merry christmas and i was like merry christmas no. and i remember looking into the audience like my mother's gonna tell me that i'm a fucking lying ass bitch um but it's actually one of the best memories that i have of my mom because when i went back in the audience and i had my big candy cane that Mickey gave my mom didn't say anything to me she hugged me really tight and you she know was what? just like you i know was what, just about Gina? to say the same thing like she yo, was like Jeannie, you know what they picked you because i had on like a mickey uh back in the day they had like hats that had the mickey ears and my mom was like they picked you because you had the mickey ears gina it's one of the best memories that i have of my mother um i don't have many but that i just wanted to share that because that was going to transition me into the new year, and I just wanted to share that. I don't think that... I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think that our viewers or our listeners have a problem with giving you a pass on this one. <laughs> so, for me... I lied. And to the... To the <laughs> I'm speaking for our viewers and our listeners, Gina. You get a pass. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, without okay? a doubt. I appreciate that. Yeah. But I just wanted to share that because it was a really great memory that i had about like coming into a new year so beautiful. i hope that everybody is has the ability because i know that covid right now is on the yes. fucking rise i hope that you are safe that you are happy and you are spending time with family and friends that you love and if you can't listen 
We have a whole fucking 2022 yeah. to do that shit. Me and my friends were just talking about celebrating Christmas in, in July. You like, yeah. that's like a joke. Um, but I wish that to everybody out in our audience, whether you're listening to us, whether you're watching us, I wish you a healthy and happy new year. And just to reflect on our episode real quick, a small recap. Just remember that when it comes to New Year's resolutions, don't wait till the new year. Just resolve that shit. Mm -hmm. Resolve it now. Resolve it when you're thinking about it, when you're feeling it. And understand that a new year is not the definition of a resolution. A, re a resolution. A resolution happens when you're fucking fed up. That is your new year. Yeah. Right? And whether that's January, July, or fucking September. Yes. Just get just just know that at that point, that's when the lead that's when that's when the page turns to a new chapter. Yeah. People like to like people like to tie it from the turning of the page of one year to another. Mm -hmm. And that's what a resolution is. It's tur you're turning a page in your life. You're turning it to a new chapter, right? So people like to tie it with that, thinking that they're lives are going to turn with the turning of a new year and that's where you're setting <laughs> yourself year, up for, for failure right you're putting you're putting your <laughs> you're, you're putting all your eggs yeah, in one you're, basket you're, you're projecting your energy onto something that is going to move without you right mm -hmm. and, and and most of the time that's what it does it moves without you <laughs> <laughs> so so let that shit go mm -hmm. stop setting new year's resolutions just know that when it's time, your time will come because you're fucking fed up and you don't need a goddamn new year to do it. Yeah. And with that. Real talk. Cheers. Right. Happy new year to everybody Happy out new there. Happy new year to all of you. Um, that brings us to the end of our show. Evo and I have enjoyed ourselves immensely yes. talking to you throughout the year. And we look forward to doing it in the new year on another Shit Talk Fridays. Absolutely. But until then. Peace out. Peace out.